Hey, yeah, first-time caller, long-time listener uh, here from uh, Jackson, Mississippi. Uh, I had one question for you. Uh, if you didn't Strava it, did it really happen? Or is it uh, just shredding the gnar considered good on its own, or does it have to be on Strava to count? Just curious. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of Ride the Rebellion Podcast. I am here with you. My name is Drew, and with me is the king of the South Alabama Turndown. What's up? And we're not doing any Ohio stuff today. No You're not going to say your name, are you? Because I'm Dale. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Dale. Hey, w- listen, we listen to this. That podcast. was very Alabama of you. It was very Alabama. World Tide. <laughs> Either way, whatever makes you happy. Hey, we, we listened to this podcast with my wife, and she was like, oh, so that means I'm going to have to make Drew some Buckeyes and bring him to the podcast? Yes. I was like, yeah. She goes, well, it's not that time of season, so you got to wait till it's Buckeye season. That's fine. I need to train, lose some weight ahead of that, because I'll eat them all well, no, at one fell She's going to make them for Skyway next week. Remember? 27 in my pocket. I thought if you do that, that's going to be a delightful, delightful experience. Um, and uh, I was going to make a lewd remark, but I'm not. Uh, we've got uh, our very first guest in the chair. <laughs> our very first guest is here. World famous. The... He doesn't know that. John Mackey, sitting in the hot seat. John, how are you? I'm doing good. And that's the extent of John's interview. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Thanks. everybody. Thanks. myself out. Yeah. He was ready. That was all he wanted to do right there. <laughs> that's it. That's as far as it goes. So um, so this episode, as all of our episodes, is kind of like, um, I think, you know, being the Zero Drop podcast, uh, that being what we are, what we claim to be, the world's no, first and only it. best we zero drop it. podcast. Um, I will say that one thing that we do, uh, our approach to this podcast has been the same since day one, which is um, just podcast. We don't really think about what we're doing. We just kind of roll into it with a half-ass agenda at play and go from there. No, right? that makes it more real. It makes right, it that's like, what I'm saying. I mean, we started this. Sorry for the background noise. We started this. Dale's having a soda. A soda. A barley pop. Barley pop. So we started this because we said, how cool would it be if we just recorded our conversations because we think we're really cool when we talk? And then and here we are. Fair assessment. <laughs> and we think our Fair com- assessment. Like, because you know, how many conversations do we have, or John, you and I have, or, or Drew, yeah. you and I have, that it's like, man, if other people, to repeat that conversation to people we thought was really hilarious, it doesn't hit as hard the that's second right. time. But if they could hear it firsthand, and that's what this is, because there's no. There's no agenda. Second hand, There's, first hand, third. What is no, it? we're shameless that way. Yeah. Um, and I know that last week we promised that I was going to give away some pedals, but I'm not ready to do that yet because I have something better to me than pedals. To, to everyone. Uh, and we'll get to that later on in the show. So there is a prize. It's right here. It'll make a sound. <laughs> it's a maraca. It's a maraca. Happy from, maraca. Yeah, I'm, I'm clearing out my baby stuff, and you guys get one of my baby maracas. <laughs> No, uh, we do have something here we're very excited about bringing into play. Uh, but what I was going to kind of jump into is you guys um, kind of got to have an experience a little bit different. So I've worked in the industry, in my industry, the film industry for a long time. And there are quite a number of conventions that I've been to. I've been to NAB, 
which the best time I ever went to NAB, they were also doing the AVNs at the exact same time. If, if you don't know what that is, that's Hopefully the adult video any, news. You didn't get any STDs at the AVB, <laughs> DVD, yeah. AVB. I went to NAB, got an STD from the AVNs. <laughs> <laughs> and now I don't know what a divorced dad is. I'm a DD. Um, no, I'm just kidding. But it, it, it was true. And so as I was walking around, I got just, I mean, it was like two steps away. I just went down one other hall and I was like, man, the, the NAB is getting a little raunchy this year. And then all of a sudden there were sex demonstrations and there were boobs and there were, and I was like, ah, this is crazy. <laughs> then, so now I'm walking through a whole separate situation. Whoa. Uh, there were toys. There were toys. I didn't know what they did. And then someone yelled out what they did. And then I was very uncomfortable. And it stuck around a little too long. DVDA son. It's only last it was damn free. business. It was free. <laughs> It was all free. Oh, so anyway, so I've been to that convention. I've been to film festivals. I've been to all that stuff. But I have never... I've been to Comic-Cons where people dress up, which Dale... I've never been, by the way. Just Dale's people, yeah, people would judge it and be harsh. My people celebrate it, and now we're the kings of the universe. So I'm just yeah. saying you should probably put on some weird... We could dress you up with something. I'm sure there's somebody listening to this podcast that will cosplay with you. Oh, that's so creepy. You could be Master Blaster. If you're listening to this podcast... And we can put a, just a, a small person on your shoulders. One of your kids. <laughs> It'd be amazing. <laughs> See, John watches enough sci-fi. He got that reference. It's a Mad Max hey, reference, bro. Right. All right. I'll go with the Mad Max stuff, but there's a limit to my cosplay. There's a limit to Dale's cosplay. There's no limit. I don't know. I don't know. It's pushing it. And if you're listening to this and you want to play cosplay with me, we need to reevaluate It's not playing. It's not playing cosplay. Whatever. Just, we need to reevaluate your life's decisions. So, anyway, I've been to all kinds of stuff, but I'm going to be honest with you. You guys went to a mountain bike convention. Oh, dude. Which, if you, if, if, I, and I, listen, I understand our sport, mm-hmm. but if you came up to me and like, hey, I'm going to go to Dragon Con, I'm like, awesome. That's totally respectable. Big con. You're going to Comic Con San Diego? Good for you. Oh, you're going to New York because you like toys? I understand all these and they all make sense because it just says Comic Con and it's, it sounds okay. Oh, you're going to the NABs. You're going to go buy some new film equipment. You're looking at that stuff. But if you walk up to me and you're like, oh, yes, we're headed down to a mountain bike convention, I'm going to be honest with you. You sound worse than my people. (laughs) Yeah, but I don't know that I even approached it that we're going to a convention of mountain bike. I said, John, let's go ride our bikes in Tallahassee. We went to go ride. And then we're going to stay at this hotel where there's this event going on. Maybe we'll see it. Maybe we won't. Let's go ride our bikes and drink beer. Yeah. So, well, I mean, do you want to talk about that at all? Yeah. I mean, what is go. a what was the real objective of the convention? Let's so start with that. We actually, uh, I told John he could come on just to do this with me to echo He's my verification. Thoughts. Yeah, just so he can and witness credibility. He's my credibility uh, partner. And actually, there's some <laughs> incredible in, in, credibility buddy. He's your credibility buddy. Yeah, there's a lot of things. We need, we'll we need we'll discuss a lot that happened this weekend. Yeah. Some we won't. Yeah, I understood. But needless to say, what it was was uh, it was the Sorba Sorba Summit, right. which is the South Off-Road Mountain Bike, or Bike Association. Um, and they have a summit for all of their chapters, and I'm on the board of our local chapter. So I got to represent our um, chapter there, and John graciously came with me. Because I needed somebody as a wingman. Accountability buddy. Yeah. That's what it is. Accountability right. buddy. I didn't want to ride to the breweries alone. Yeah, I That's get what it, it was. So it. Um, we show up. It was a, it was cool. I went to about half of two <laughs> convention things. Um, I did what I was supposed to do while I was there. And uh, about, I don't know, every hour I'd text John and be like, you ready to ride? Let's go. Right. And he would get his stuff together and meet me outside and we'd ride. Um, what? Kinda, 
So of mm-hmm. the two things, you because obviously you, most people go to conventions and it's the exact same thing, whether it's nerds or bikes, mm-hmm. it ends up in debauchery somewhere down the road. We'll, right. we'll get to that point. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What was the what were the two halves of a whole? You had to go to a, what some kind of you went to two meetings. Yeah. So. I went to one that was the, the board meeting for Sorba. Um, because we are a chapter of Sorba, we have a spot to on their board as well. So we had right. to vote for things. There was no votes, but they just give us the rundown of their organization as a whole since we're a chapter of it. Um, we also, so I sat through, um, I actually enjoyed thoroughly. It was Emma Trail Solutions, Steve, that did his presentations. And I got to learn some stuff about trail building that I can bring back to the Reb with us. Um, so that was pretty awesome. And I learned that Maybe all of our trails are fucked, but we'll figure it out. We still ride them. Yeah, we still ride them. I mean, they're not high traffic. They're not high traffic like what he's building on. Right. Or like, you know, we we can fix them. They're not too fucked. We can fix them. So I'm kind of curious to see what that kind of stuff is. Yeah, it was cool. It was kind of like the 50% rule, like not building up 50% of the grade, you know, kind of go across the hill instead of straight down it. Yeah. All of ours are straight down. Some of ours. Some of ours. Um, no, I don't think ours are that bad. I'm just saying it was just it was no, a lightning. Run DMC is straight down the hill. Oh yeah, and I, I mean that. it's literally you got to the edge and you're like, this looks fast. Let's go. <laughs> yeah, right. And that so was, what you're saying is Jake Jakey Poo's building method. Is shout out to Jakey Poo who doesn't listen to this. <laughs> is half accurate because he wants yeah, to go right. straight downhill. And then when he tells me when I'm building, he's like, make sure you're going across. Yeah, right. Because he's like, I'll never ride your trails. I'm only going to ride these three trails. And I mean, <laughs> I I got a lot from it. Um, what I could understand. He's a civil engineer. Uh, Steve is so right. Like I'm not picking up everything he's putting down. I mean, I'm sure I could reach out and get the slides and study. So it's more technical, though. Oh, it's super technical. I mean, what he's doing is pulling permits, and he's doing it all. You know, legit. Everything is is environmentally safe and things like that, which is pretty dope. I mean, I'd love to be more environmentally friendly. So that's what that's those are the the convention parts that I set through. I enjoyed. Um, The other stuff was about U.S. Forest Service things and risk management and you know. I'm not really into that stuff, so <laughs> I just go ride my bike. We have our own. T- th- th- those are probably things I would have. I if I ha- had I been there, I would have liked the trail stuff. But then the risk management would have put because right. you guys uh, again. Shout out to Jakey Poo for dealing with me. Uh, Jake is married, and then I'm like his other wife because I'm constantly like, dude, I just don't know if this is a good idea. We can't set up the red this way. And there's, I mean, mm-hmm. I'm doing all this legal stuff out of risk management, fear, and all that. Right. Probably good that I didn't hear any of that. I'd oh, rather yeah. just be blind to it all. <laughs> yeah, because it's like uh, if it's not written down, it's not covered. So yeah. we were at the pump track, and someone made a joke, and John, you could say this too. Maybe you heard him, but somebody stepped off of the edge of the pump track and like fell off on their. They were on their bike and they like tripped and. Everybody's like, oh, you can sue them. That's not in writing. They right. have to co- have that covered. Like, be careful on the step on the pump track. Oh, that's right. right. Yeah, yeah, there's no signage for that drop off. There's no signage for that drop off. That's terrible. Yeah, so it was stuff like that. And, it, yeah. I mean, it was laughable. We just laughed about it. Like, we're on a pump track. Like, you fell off a ledge. Like, right. be better. Yeah. But, so, that was the official stuff that we did and yeah. we had to do. But literally, and I told John this on the way there, and he could vouch. I said, I'm only going for two reasons. To spread the word of the Sweet Potatoes and the Ride the Brabant podcast. Yeah. And that's all I and did, right? I would say mission accomplished. Yeah. Like I told one of the loudest dudes, there's a guy we met, Nixon. Shout out, Nixon, if you're listening. I hope you are. He's a sponsored by Cannondale. has been sponsored since 2000. So he kind of threw us into the fold. He's he's a local Tallahasseean, and he was, he was leading the group rides Friday night, and he's likable so everybody listens to him right he was yelling like have you guys heard of the sweet potatoes well here they are you know like they're right here they have their own podcast like that's great just going with it telling everybody so by saturday night we're at the brewery and some dude's giving away t-shirts and 
he, I walk over, get a t-shirt, and I, he looks up, and he's like, oh, hey, are you the guy from Alabama that has a podcast? I was like, uh, yeah, why? what I do? And he was like, oh, no, man, we're just Sprazzles, travels fast. Like, keep killing it. It's awesome. Thanks. Oh, that's great. I'm like, so it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, I told everybody so much. And tell them what you said about the Wikipedia. At the bar, you were like, hey, do we, we need to get a Wikipedia. Oh, yeah, we need to get our own Wikipedia page. Because I could have just linked them to it instead of having to repeat myself a <laughs> hundred times. Like, hey, do you have your phone? Yeah, yeah but, but you're that's, just repeating the same so, spiel so, over a, and over again. But that's a marketing again. opportunity. <laughs> yeah. And the bigger key is people want to be part of something. Right. So then what I would say going forward is you're like, oh, well, you had to have been there. Right. Well, you, And it's like either, uh, uh, either you know or you don't. You know, it's one of those grows. kind of things you just... Just reel them in. Yeah, the intrigue grows further. And yeah. uh, this uh, Brett, what was his name? His name was Brent, right? Books that sat beside us a lot. Oh, from uh, from Aniston. Aniston. Yeah. Yeah. He was he was kind of quiet, and we liked him. He was awesome, hanging out with him all weekend. But he had to hear the spiel so many times because he was beside me when everyone would ask. Oh, right. And so I told him, I was like, "You want to take this one?" <laughs> like a couple times, and he's like, "No, man, I just listen, so I make sure you're not lying." And every time the story is the same, <laughs> and I was like, "No, man, it's gonna be the same every time." And the greatest part is um, we met some really, really awesome people. So anywhere we want to ride, basically throughout the South, yeah. we got somebody. See, that's so that's the bigger takeaway is like to me, like uh, conventions in a lot of ways are like um, going to college, right? You might go to college to get a degree or whatever, but the reality of it is most people I know, they benefit best. I mean, if you're going to be a doctor or a lawyer, you have to have it. But most people go to college, they benefit the most from the relationships they formed, at least in my industry. So a lot of people go to film school, they waste all that money on film school, but it's only because they're in class with uh, Ryan Johnson, the guy who directs all these huge movies, and he was the DP on the short film, and now he gets brought, it's that kind of thing. It's making those connections on that side of it. And that's where cons are the same way. So essentially, you get to go to a con, you learn some shit you don't care about, just like college, and then you really just party and meet some people yeah. and make connections and you cool. really don't know how many people i just held down and told the story to whether they wanted to hear it or not oh i'm sure like it was i was shamelessly just on Blo- the- you're a big enough dude you could block the doorway and be like yeah. hey, and you now you sound like a mormon have you heard about our lord and savior sweet potato <laughs> yeah that's kind of what it was it turned we took over the sorba convention we even bought a buffet of appetizers it's for fantastic Saturday yeah. night. did they have sweet potato fries no, no, man, man that would have been just too appropriate. It would have been, but it it was it was good. There was we even met another group like us. They're called the Rotten Riders. They got a cease and desist letter from from Rolls Royce though, so they're a little bit above us. <laughs> Why is it? <laughs> their, their logo looks their like logo. the Rolls Royce logo. Oh, you're kidding me! And they got a they got a cease and desist letter from Rolls Royce. That's incredible. <laughs> that's like dream stuff, especially like if you're an old skater punk or any yeah, of that kind of stuff. Like that's sure. the old school rebel pretty stuff. Sure old Garth was. Some yeah. part of the skater. He yeah. might have started it back in the day. Yeah. Oh, he's probably like a uh, like a flatlander. He's probably a clunker. Was he old enough to be a clunker guy? I think so. Yeah. No joke. Yeah. I think yeah. He, he was. Could have been. He was for old. sure. He he wasn't even staying in the hotel. He was dirt bagging it in the parking lot. Hardcore parkour. <laughs> oh, That's amazing. Yeah. He yeah. was awesome. He was a uh, he was our who we aspire to be someday. Like our, our fucks have just been all given out. Yeah. That bucket is completely empty. Yeah. Like just to the point where he dropped his towel in the middle of the parking lot and helicoptered the whole thing. Good God. At four in the morning. (laughs) His balls make a bat signal in the shadow. So I was like, Oh my God, the Batman's coming. Careful. Everybody two places. I, uh, con don't do that. (laughs) They don't do that. They're furries. No, we had the real Batman. 
Yeah. Ball man. Ball man. <laughs> just inverted. <laughs> I assumed that there was a, there was a mostly contingent of dudes. It was a sausage party, fair to say? Oh, yeah. yeah. As, yeah for sure. <laughs> Which There's what, no hesitation on that yeah. one. But what was yeah. awesome about it was, the besides the fact of it was all mountain biking, like-minded people, um, we didn't know anybody. John and I knew literally no one going there. So... We didn't talk to anybody. We kind of did our own thing. We went and rode the Tom Brown trail system by ourselves. Didn't know where we were going. Uh, Nixon actually hooked us up with the super secret local route, which was like an urban trail system from the hotel. Past the hobos, past the carts. Like you go in behind Coles and then you go behind Publix. And like it was dope. That was my favorite part about it because it was like what we do kind of like the urban stuff. Right. And so we did that all the way to Tom Brown. We didn't know where we were going. We just like, John goes, let's go over this hill. You go over this hill and it's like, kudzu is just out there and it's like oh like right. dirt jump flow track yeah and it was oh, so it was good stuff like the riding yeah. out there's good yeah oh yeah and it's they, really they nice like trail. use they use what's there there was like a house foundation and you jump off of it and keep right. going and and there was a culvert that i rode over that yeah. was pretty dope and a lot of stuff like that so what what we did was we just went on our own and then we went to the group ride again at, at munson was another trail we ended up riding 25 or 30 miles friday mm-hmm. um the munson trails are just like the bethel trails that we have in oh, nice. mississippi yeah shout out to bethel yeah shout out bethel but if i ever have to go back to either one i'm good tank busters bro. yeah man so uh <laughs> we decided to go with the fast group out of there was what 40 people at the group ride at, yeah. at every bit of um I was like, let's just go with the fast group. I'm on a 35-pound heavy bike. It's cool. Let's go. <laughs> so the dude leads us. We did 15 miles in an hour and three minutes. So Oh, pump it. Uh, yes. Yeah. And so, on trails. Good, so, good XC games. We got done, and I was like, I just need beer. So we, we just got went home, took showers at the hotel, right. went to the brewery, hung out the brewery, met the local bike shop owner, Jimmy, that owns Effort Bikes. Shout out to Jimmy. We'll yeah. just give everybody drops here. Yeah, whatever. Um, Talked to him for a while. Met some other people. Then we just were like, let's go back to the bar at the hotel. Well, it's really weird. I told John this a few times this weekend. It's crazy how like-minded and people you would want to hang out with end up in the same spots. Right. So, like, we go back to the hotel bar and, like, our people were there. Right, Like, right. they all just showed up and it was, like, dudes we got along with and relayed with. Like, it was awesome. And they didn't know each other before this week either. So, they were all... There was a couple of dudes that were, like, best buddies. And I would have yeah. thought they came together. I thought together. they were... Yeah. Like, not... Not they just seem like brothers, practically. Yeah, they were like brothers. Like, yeah, that's they had only known each other yeah. for two days. So, so that was pretty <laughs> sweet. Um, getting that, and then the next day we did the whole thing over again. John and I decided let's go to the pump track. Okay, so we show up at the pump track by ourselves, doing our own thing. It was a paved track too. Yeah, paved pump, paved pump track. Cool. Beautiful. That's a big deal because the ones I've ridden uh, were dirt, and they had just not necessarily been abandoned, but they just the upkeep wasn't great, and it really makes a difference when you're. You might be able to pump okay. You'll get a f- through a few, but you hit those berms and they're, they're just degraded down to nothing, and you yeah. just fly off the track. It's not a lot of fun. Trust I think me. it's impossible to have a, unless you have a full time somebody taking care of it. Yeah. Asphalt's the way to go, especially yeah, where we live. To. The Golf Coast can't yeah. handle it. even rain, just rain, during the summer though. It would be so brutal, so oh, hot yeah. coming off that asphalt. It just you'd be cooking eggs. That was in the shade though, right? A little bit, kind of ish. Maybe mm-hmm. edge of it. Edges, yeah. They had girls pump it. There were girls on skateboards there. There was a dude on a skateboard just shredding that thing. It was good. That's great. It was crazy. There was like that's a college town though, right? There was like, so, yeah. I mean, you know, you go to Tallahassee and you're gonna get a little more energy than what what 
a city like Mobile could bring, or or even some larger cities don't even have that kind of stuff. But you know, you get college towns at least are more progressive. They're going to push that. You're going to have kids yeah. out there doing it, and, and and it's and they're poor, so it gives them something to do, um, like most mountain bikers. But whatever. <laughs> yeah, Did they kick like, you off when they saw you. No, there was like mm-hmm. thirty or forty of us. Not thirty or forty. I'd say twenty. Twenty. How about twenty. There was yeah. twenty of us from the convention. Well, that's what I was getting to say. We go there by ourselves. All of our people that we partied with the night before just show up. Right. And we didn't tell anybody. It was right. like one car after another, like, dude, you're here. Oh, my God. Everybody just showed up. And, like, our people are already drinking beer there. Right. Because that's our people. Right. So then we went to the brewery and drank more and then came back and everybody party. Met, met back up again. And the party didn't stop till Sunday morning about 5 a.m. That's brutal. Oh, man. 12 hours of drinking. I can't handle that. We went to that's, bed when we started talking about the That's college before. town stuff right there. Man. You guys just living them college days. Living on a prayer. Nope. Can't handle that. So yeah, it was it was awesome. And for somebody like me that doesn't shut up and likes to talk, it was perfect. So let me ask this. From a perspective of like going to a convention, is it something that I don't know what the cost on all that is. I guess do, do as an IMBA member or whatever, since I'm an IMBA person, do I get to go to that? I have to pay, mm-hmm. but do I get? Am I invited to that kind of scenario? Yeah. So it's anyway, yeah. that's an IMBA member. Yeah, you, go. you can go. You could go and just uh, pay for whatever workshops you wanted to go to. I, ha- I had that option. I just, I just didn't. Do Nothing it. really stood out to you on that side of it. Uh, just in case you're listening, yeah. Sorba John didn't pay for anything and went to the brewery socials for free. Hey, why are you telling on him? <laughs> no, he's like, no, I, I didn't. Like, his John, name is John. I didn't, I didn't ask for anything that I did not deserve. No, John was just standing there, and he, they gave him tickets, and I was like, just... Maybe it's because he's well, so my, quiet. And, my rule was just, I'm, I'm not going to ask for anything, but if they hand it to me... I think that's pretty fair. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. I think it's pretty fair. He got more free beers than I did, I think. Yeah. Because, I, I mean, so. the beers got freer and freer the more... Yeah, the, 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 the deep, deeper into the night. That's how it always goes. Yeah. That's anywhere. That's anything. Yeah. Right? You just get a bunch of people, like-minded people, and after a while, it's just as like, yeah, we don't even remember what we started at, but we're <laughs> right. here now, 26 cans well, later. Each. And that's what I always said, too. It's like, I've never been around any mountain bikers that are like, no, you can't ride with us. Or, no, yeah. you can't drink with us. Right. Like, yeah. you're inviting them to come. Like, right. Nobody yeah. cares. That's why when I emailed uh, Philip and asked him if he could get an extra ticket or whatever, he's like, oh, yeah, just just show up. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And that, that's the kind of thing, it goes back to what we've talked about a lot, which is that concept of community and kind of tying it all together yeah. and, and linking it up and uh, really just having, uh, in some ways, having a, enough confidence, right, or lack of fear yeah, to step into that situation, right, yeah. Yeah. and just make it happen, um, which is kind of what I was going to tee into a little bit of, of conversation when we get there. But should we take a moment to give the absolute definitive so you don't have to repeat it. You can just send them to this episode and we'll timestamp the shit for you of the sweet potato story. Are you? Do you need to do that? Or do you want to just be like, nah, it's... Man, have we ever done it? Did we do it on the first one? I don't think we've ever done we it. We didn't. We've never done it, huh? The origin story. John, I don't think it's ever... It's ever been publicly been recorded. Done. No, that's you don't have to. Ooh. You can lie about it. It could be, you know... Man, I've said it so much in the yeah. last... There's kind of two slightly different... There, I have a version and Dale has a version. <laughs> Dale has a different version of there, version. No, wait, two, wait, two different versions. I know Dale's because he says, I would actually like to hear yeah, the Mackie version. Let's, well, well, the Mackie origin the, story. For, for me, the first discussion was he and I were actually, we were at Chickasabog. Uh, same same premise, you know, Samba wasn't doing anything. We were going we were going to, um, to Chickasabog and cleaning trails. And that was when we started talking about just putting together a group ride. Right. And 
And Dale's like, you know, sweet potato mountain bike crew because of Willie bringing sweet potatoes to our group rides, you know, our unofficial, you know, non-affiliated with anything group rides. We just, well, I think Dale was pretty much organizing those already anyways. Right. You know, and then, and then we just, we're talking like, let's make this a thing. And so it became a thing. So it's straightforward. It's yeah. organic. Yeah. Like a potato. Yeah. yeah. It's organic, and I never showed up. So I told <laughs> everyone. Yeah. And then with his, his vinyl cutter, and he made some, made those first batch of stickers. Yeah. It all worked, like, you know, would peel off real easy. But, you know, it's just like, work. Like it worked. NFT it was a start. They, it was just one time. Yeah. Do you still have one of those stickers? It's worth money on. It's going to be. I don't think anything I have still has one of those on. I don't either. All of them fell off. Everything. But they, they, but they got they got the ball rolling, so. And I think, uh, yeah, I, I mean, uh, my story is not much different. No, it's not much different. Um, there Wasn't was, it casserole? My, I always heard it was sweet potato casserole. No, mm-hmm. my story was there was some jousting involved, and no, there was I'm just joking, no jousting. <laughs> <laughs> some dude throwing potatoes at your face. Yeah. <laughs> no, he, I mean Willie is the Godfather. Yeah, I always say that everybody. Yeah. Willie's kind of quiet and doesn't really talk much. He's Filipino. And he would roll up to group rides, even just within the last few months. He'd roll up, and I'd be like, hey, guys, this is a godfather. Sweet potato mountain bike crew godfather. Right. And then he's like, shut up, dude. Just stop. <laughs> he doesn't want to deal with it. No, nah, he, he loves it. I mean, but I don't think he wants to be the godfather. Right. So he really brought casserole dish to cook sweet potatoes with Maybe us. that's where I got yeah. a casserole dish. Yeah, he, he brought like a casserole that. dish and sat on the bed of his truck and was like, hey, guys, you guys want a sweet potato? And the first time I just looked at him like, is this for real? Right. All right. Cool. And they were just yeah. straight baked, nothing on them. Yeah. Yeah, straight baked. Just like here's Three, some carbs, th- go ride. Three fifty for one hour. That's his recipe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> so, so, nothing else. We yep. need a shirt that says that. Three fifty for one hour. <laughs> Sweet potato mountain bike crew. <laughs> there you go. There's your next one. You can win that shirt. I'm just kidding. <laughs> so tune in next. So week. that is pretty much the story. I think I kind of every time I. Over the weekend, I drink more and embellish some part of it, I'm sure. But that was kind of it. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it, it all came from the same place. And then it just kind of grew. So I think COVID helped us in the growth because no one had anything else to do. So yeah. we'd host these group rides and we show up and, you know, it was like I made up a bullshit story about join the legendary Sweet Potato Mountain Bike Crew yeah. as we ride Chickasabug Park. But... But that's because some somebody got an exemption, right? Because Chickasburg was closed. Yeah, the, yeah. Our during local. COVID. Because it's a uh, by the way, it's a it's a city run park. Therefore, there's no one. County I'm run. sorry, county run park. And during the shutdown, there was no one available Correct. during COVID to actually manage it. Hence, vis v. Yeah, our local Emba chapter Samba. They, yeah, uh, at that the point, strings. Samba had some, some changes had made. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah. By the way, we had joined Samba and right. became. Yeah. We infiltrated the Samba. <laughs> right. The Samba hierarchy. Right. And. Um, we decided that we were we became going. Brotatives. Yeah, we became brotatives. We figured we might as well uh, make our sanction our trail work. How about that? Does that work? Infiltrate from within. Yeah, from That's within. Right. That's right. It's the old school World War II. Well, man. no, and actually... Some Valkyrie action happened. Because I told this story this weekend, too. Like, John and I were just doing our own thing, a couple other guys with us. And I even when I got approached to be on the board of Samba, I, said, I went to John and I said, dude, like should I do this? Is it cool? Like, we're not about that life. Like, is it something that's going to ruin what we're building or is it something that we could benefit from? Right. And so we decided uh, together that it was going to benefit all of us. If we have somebody that actually cares about mountain biking on the board and not that the other board members don't care. Don't get me wrong. They care a lot too. 
um, sometimes to a fault of all of us. But we wanted somebody on the inside that could get tater logs where we want tater logs, right? We could yeah. get stuff that we want done, you know, that the community wanted to see, you know, right. not just a certain specific group of people. So yeah. that was kind of where our mind was. And, and I wouldn't have done it without the support of my friends that were involved. You know, there's, and I mean, I'm going to bring the rest of them with me. So we're just going to take over hostile takeover of the whole thing. And then there's go. gonna, we're going to have a big giant sweet potato throne, a, throne that we set on at the top. I think it'd be brilliant. You should get it. Somebody should find an inflatable sweet potato. So it can like <laughs> just, cause you have a flag, but I think if you have that inflatable sweet potato, we could just get one it. that is like a big blow up dick and spray paint it like orange. <laughs> so it looks like a sweet potato or a turd. One of the yeah, giant you need to find a giant <laughs> turd and then paint part of it orange. So it looks like you cut it open. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Less offensive. <laughs> Less offensive. That's what we're after. But yeah, uh, so that was uh, kind of the thing, and it's it's kind of the well how COVID helped us was no right. one had anywhere else to go. Um, did a legendary sweet potato mountain bike crew group ride. Twenty five people showed up, and I looked at John. I was like, "So do you know how to host a group ride? Because I have no clue what's going on." Yeah. Right. And it was, hey guys, shaking hands, introducing everybody, and it just kind of grew from there. And every week, you know, everybody always asked, "How do you become a sweet potato mountain bike crew rider?" Well, do you have any felonies? And that question could go both ways. That's right. You know, they say no. We're like, eh, sorry. If yeah. they say yes, we're like, eh, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> we always say blood in, blood out. Homie. Yeah, I get it. So it's just a joke. There's no way to become a sweet potato mountain bike crew. It's like a, a mindset. Right. But what did you say? You said it this week. I just always say if, if you show up, if you show up enough to get a sticker, you're, you're, you're I guess you're in. That's right. <laughs> you're most yeah. likely in. <laughs> you're most likely in. But be careful. Be careful what you do and say because you're representing all of us. That's right. And I will cut you. Well, it's also the community. I mean, it goes a long way. I mean, it's a deep-seated part. When when the community had been somewhat splintered uh, in some ways, this is lore that's been told to me from outside. These are from these are statements I've observed mm-hmm. outside of the potato community. But outside of the potatoes, like people were saying stuff, like it was splintered, and this kind of helped, you know, it unified a group. And so if nothing else, it caused a little bit of community, which is important. So instead of it being little, you know um, – portions it was like much bigger it was a bigger picture and i think that's a that's an important part of any of that stuff like it just became very tribal yeah it was like oh you ride with them right like yeah we're not the hell's angels jesus come ride with us right you know like we're not we want everyone to ride with us and every skill level so that's how i mean essentially the zero drop podcast was started as a zero drop sweet potato ride right and we didn't even know what zero drop meant just meant we're not gonna leave anybody behind right the whole idea is just for it all to be fun that's right. It is. I've been yeah. on a bunch of those rides, and they're a blast. Like yeah. they're one of those things. If you have a chance to ride, it's a super fun time, and it's well worth putting in the effort to do it. I mean, and it's I fun. joke about it. And I might have said it on the podcast before, but had somebody come up to me the other day and say, "Man, I, I really, really like the sweet potato rides. They're a lot of fun, but the samba ride on Tuesday nights it just doesn't not as fun." And I was like, "That's awesome, it's but it's literally the same people. <laughs> yeah, like nobody different. It's the same people at both rides. We're literally recording this on the on the night pre. I don't. We don't know if we're going to make it or not based on yeah. the weather. But this is pre that that sort of ride event. Yeah, and it's the same. It's you know. crazy. Actually, Mackie showing up would be kind of new. We don't see you a lot on Tuesdays. Yeah, right. I, don't, I haven't been making it on Tuesday, but I did I bring either. my bike and yeah, I brought mine too. We'll risk it. Yeah. If we rider. hold out some garbage bags, we can like get bl- like pulled by the wind. Straight Might up, ride or die. <laughs> yeah. Sounds like it's raining. It probably is raining. My bike's out there just getting destroyed. Yeah, it's fine. It's getting rinsed. 
It probably needs it. <laughs> God knows it needs Cleanliness it. Cleanliness is next to godliness. That's what they say. Um, what I wanted to, I, I wanted to give a, because, you know, we always like to kind of have a little centered topic. And so we have the sort of what you guys experienced. But I was going to roll into the idea. And again, um, this is organic conversation. I have a couple of things I was going to ask. So, again, John, if you don't want to talk about them, just give me the finger and I'll shut up about it. But I actually wanted to roll into the general idea of overcoming fear riding, right? And the only reason I'm bringing it up is because you'd had a challenge in your life when the thing came along. You gonna give me the middle finger? Oh no, no. Because all right, no. so can I? Can you can you tell that story? Because I think in a second, let me preface yeah. all this to say I think it's an important thing. You came back from something, right? It's not just an injury. That was a different scenario. You're not right? just something. And I, I know. Well, I'm teasing it up. Okay. This is called a tea. So my thing is, is like a lot of what I think people experience riding a bike is overcoming fear. The further they get into the sport, I feel like it's a level of fear and eventually you hit a a plateau of comfort. Some people chase that level of fear. There's guys that are constantly wanting to jump higher. Uh, Other Todd. Other Todd just wants to get higher and higher till somehow he is like a flying guy, (laughs) you know. Just sending it, right? Hey, Elon, come down from there. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> uh, so there's those sides of things, and, and there's people chasing that. I'm constantly, for me, I want to chase speed. I want to be able to cut corners as fast as possible, knowing that my head could smash into a tree. Recently, Dale has decided that we need the most narrow trails on the planet Earth. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, he's with me on that agenda. I'm trying like, to slow you all down. Yeah, tree, yes. <laughs> And so I think everybody chases that, but it's always a level of overcoming it. And the interesting thing that I've seen over and over and over and over again at the Reb, if we're using that as an example, there's not much to fear at, at, I mean, I guess if you go to the playground at South, but there's not much to fear at a trail system like South. Initially, there might be, but once you get used to it, is you watch people see this bug rug. And there's a video, if you guys want to see it, you can go check out the YouTube channel and watch the bug rug video. Uh, All of us in this room are in it, plus more. Actually, all the sweet potatoes, plus more, really is what it is. But if you go watch that, like that that first feature is at the very head of our trail system. And and most people, when they come out there, they will not take it the first time. They're scared. They, They back off. They're thinking about it. And then you can watch them slowly get more and more comfortable without any pressure. Because fear plus pressure doesn't really work out for most people. That's when... That you, you create a new for some people some people excel yeah. some people don't and eventually they send it and then they're like oh that wasn't so bad and then you see them and they keep going and going and going and going and going right and so that that level builds so talking about fear where I kind of want to go is how do you process fear because again you guys have been riding much longer than me so my way of processing fear is completely different I'm, I'm calling myself more noob but how do you guys process fear and I would like to start out with the biggest fear possible which is getting back on the bike. And you do have a story. I mean, if you don't want to talk about it, it's cool, but I do think it's, to me, I, like you recovered fast and I, I found it very inspirational just when I think back on it because, I mean, it was a crazy incident. Do you mind telling that story? No, not at all. Um, well. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, Christmas Day, me and my, my, one of my sons, we went, uh, just we're just going out for a road ride. Um, parked over by Old Majestic Brewery, and then you know worked our way out Broad Street towards uh, towards Brooklyn. Went out past there, and then went out towards uh, uh, Bayfront, Bayview. Yeah, Bay, Bay but that's Bay. all of the Brooklyn Bayview area is kind of a known yeah, road riding area. It's a known, too. Yeah, known cycling route, and uh, so we we turned around and we were we just headed back to the car, and uh, we. Um, yeah, we're coming up. I think the perimeter road, 
we'd we'd passed a car sitting on the side of the road it was like in a like a in a driveway and uh we were we were just riding we we had blinking lights going front and back all that just you know to be safe and uh we saw this car coming and he kept getting closer and closer i kept looking back and he wasn't giving us any space and I started telling Ian, go ahead and get off, start, start getting, get over to the way far edge of the road. You know, this guy's still not giving us any space. Right. And I'm like, all right, let's just go ahead and get off the road. This guy's not giving us space. And before I knew it, he, he hit me. I went down. I think I, I think I hit both sides of my body on the front of his car. Jesus. And went down into the ditch. And then, uh, and then he, and then he drove right into my son as well. My son, um, he he was right. I was riding a clipped uh, pedals, so it might be why part of why mine went the way it did. When he hit my son, my son went over the top of his car and landed on his back behind his car. Good and goodness. he continued. He never the instinct, I guess, to jerk away from us never kicked in. He just continued right into the ditch. Wow. You think it was like shock, maybe at that point? Maybe so. Maybe you just didn't know what to was do. Was he inebriated? Was there any kind of like DUI? They, well, the, by the time the cops got there, they did test him. He did not check over. They did get him for negligence because he was on his phone. Wow, that's even that's like gut wrenching. Because I mean, I think every single person that's probably listening to this podcast is guilty from checking the gram once or twice. I'm not just looking at Dale and checking the gram once or twice for that kind of stuff. Now, what about how did your son recover? Okay, yeah, he was fine. He mostly just had a, some road rash and stuff on his back. Unreal. So um, we we got him home. My uh, my youngest son, he's an EMT, so he got him home and he cleaned him up uh, really well. And then uh, my wife took me to the hospital. And uh, they put ran me through the trauma unit at uh, USA. I, I stayed in the hospital for about well till well, it was on Saturday. I, I got they discharged me on Monday. Wow! And then uh, I was in a you know, soft back brace for six weeks, and um, and I'm still 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 the ankle's still recovering. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it so takes a while. I get all that. Up, yeah. But from the side of it, it wasn't long after we heard the story of that. It didn't seem long. I mean, time might have went by, but you were back on a bike relatively. <laughs> as soon as I got out of that back brace, I was ready to get on a bike. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> six, so, so six weeks. So how did you, how did you, was it like, was there never a wall you ran into from a fear angle? I mean, how do you process that to say, well, to, well to, to be fair, I, I have not ridden on the road. I don't blame it. Since. No, and then we were in Tallahassee, and I'm like, John, just go. And I'm like zipping across the four lane, like busiest highway yeah, ever. I, you know, I never really felt too you worried were following there. Me. You're I like, Dale's going to get hit first. <laughs> F it. Well, they had a lot of islands and sidewalks. And then we, we rest what we remember. We weren't ever really there was one, directly there was one sketchy, riding. Sketchy time. We were like half on the island, half in the lane. Yeah, but you, you could, you could. I don't know. That was all seemed pretty avoidable. We were never, we were never actually riding in traffic no, no, though. No. I don't like that. So, so, so yeah. But um, yeah, just getting back on the bike. I don't know. I didn't really. I didn't. I didn't think twice about it. I just, so it was never I, like a thought process. Because I, I, I mean, I saw bikes. you come out. You rode the rev. Like you're out there sending it. And again, and the video. Yeah. In the bug <laughs> like rug in video. The, in the bug rug video. Yeah. It's one of your first days back. Yeah. yeah. Jeez, that's that even, I didn't know that. That makes that video ten times cooler. Yeah, and yeah. he couldn't walk. Goosebumps. He couldn't walk off the bike. 
but he could ride the bike. Like right. his foot, he was still like limping. Yeah, really my bad. ankle's still a little. It wasn't yeah. funky, but it that's felt, felt fine on the back hey. on the bike because I don't know. So it's lower impact. Yeah, I, that's what, that's what they say. Yeah, <laughs> my so, knees are arguing that point right now, but whatever. <laughs> so of course, like getting hit by a car is badass. Not badass is like I want to go do it, <laughs> but badass that you're like here to tell us about it. Yeah, but. Tell them the the old the owl story. I think that to me, like the car thing is crazy. But like I've been there with you for the owls a few times. So like, and I gave you the hat the day before. So it's even crazier. That's right. Yeah. So go ahead. I teed up. All right. You. So there have been a few few rides. Well, one one ride, uh, night ride at South in particular. I, I came around a corner and an owl just flew right into my chest. What? Yeah. yeah just flew right into me. And then another night, we were me and Don were riding. We were back on MT at night, and he 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 was ahead of me, and he stopped. And I caught up to him, and I got up. There was an owl sitting on a limb, you know, just maybe about a foot foot and a half over my head, um, just right there. And I I was really excited about seeing it. Uh, oh really, my god! Really cool. And I started whispering, and as I was whispering, it just turned and looked me right in the face. Oh my god! And there was then, one during the daytime. Yeah, yeah, I mean, he, 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 me and Dale were uh, clearing trails one day. Uh, I think we were down on, uh, I think we were in, somewhere in Bottoms. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, and there were owls just flying around us that day. Well, the day that me and Ian got hit, we were, there's some paved, some paved bike trails around the perimeter of the airfield. Yeah, the greenway that they've tried to put in, yep. Yeah. And um, so we were, we were just riding side by side, talking. And uh, I looked up. Right as an owl sitting on the on the fence turned around, looked me right in the face, and it startled me. And it start, my son saw it happen, and he jokingly said, "Dad, that owl knows when and how you're probably going to die." It's hit by a car. And, and not yeah, not not five ten minutes what? later, we got hit by a car. It was it dude. Was the day trippy. before, I gave him maybe a it's hat. just an omen. Yeah. Maybe it's a protector. Maybe it's the that's other one. I, I, that's the conclusion I've come to. That's just maybe my spirit animal or something. It's got to be. I mean, look, I don't I, believe what you want, but like that's a pretty hefty series of coincidences. And then what was your piece? No, I gave him a hat the day before he got hit by a car that right. has like a guy that's ducking an owl. Like it has on the hat. Unbelievable. Like, <laughs> like it's crazy. There's no denying it. No. Maybe that's your maybe that was your hack for the fear side is you were able to dodge it because you're like, Yeah, you know, that, these yeah. owls are good. Maybe fine. he's Harry Potter. He's Hedgewig. Hedgewig just following him around. Everywhere. I don't even see. Wait a second, bro. Just oh, straight up I'm out of that you. game. So oh, you could no. play you could play the Harry Potter game and I would lose. Oh man, what? We went Harry Potter was on our TV at the hotel this weekend. I have no That's idea. Right. We, just, we started it. with the yeah. first we just let it play. We just we, left the we, TV yeah. on all day Every long. Every time we came back in, <laughs> Harry Potter was older. And then when we got back, it was a black and white what movie was it? Um oh, I forget what it was. One of the But I said, dude, we watched Harry Potter so much today, it's gone back. It's like reverted. <laughs> it's reverted back in time. I, that's crazy. I had no idea about all the owl stuff. That's wild. Yeah, dude, and the owl stuff was happening before the car accident. Mm-hmm. Like it yeah. was. We even Googled it at one time just to see what it meant. Like it was deep. Yeah, that's pretty wild. I mean, the fact that you bounced back from it didn't have the fear. I think that attributes to the fact that, uh, like I've had a few wrecks, nothing major, but I've had a few wrecks, and enough that I've had. There's a little, you know, I might not do that same jump again. Oh yeah, without building back up to it, right? Yeah, yeah for but, sure. 
I've never had it, the kill switch kick in where I'm like, I'm not riding anymore. Except if I go back, I rode in my 20s a lot. I rode on a, a hardtail because there wasn't a lot of... Full sus back then was way expensive. Yeah. Uh, I'm 43 to, to yeah. date myself. They, and they weren't that great for cross They weren't that great stuff, for, right. at the time. Either. And so riding Providence, which is the old trail system here, riding a lot of Providence. And my grips had worn down from you know doing stupid stuff. And I went over and I OTB'd and the bar turned and it cut my nipple out. Oh, it hit me dead center in the nipple and it hit so hard, knocked the wind out and then cut it out. And I'm ble- I mean, it was blood all over my shirt. And for whatever reason, that was enough that like that pain and that trauma for me, I was off. I got off the bike and I loved riding. I, yeah. My mom will tell stories like me growing up. I was always on a bike. And yeah. so it shut me down and it took a long time. I had no problem. I've never learned, never forgotten how to ride, Yeah, but I couldn't get past it. And that was way less trauma. Right. I so, don't know. Well, I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't have, that sounds. I, I had my nipple sounds, ripped off. You got hit by a car. If, <laughs> if we're standing by, we're single gentlemen. You're like, this dude got hit by a car, and I'm like, I have my nipple ripped off. Who do you think they're gonna be attracted to? The car hit guy. I'm not gonna like nipple rip, dude. Well, we always, like, yeah, we always have like discussions about like every bike gang has the nickname for everybody in the bike right, gang. Right. So like, John is now Jaguar fighter. That's awesome. Like he has to be. Yeah, it's just mandatory. And Trey made up my team name. My 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 name is Team Mom, right? Because I organize everything and, and bring the drinks. You do definitely bring that that level of it. The How do you mom. process fear? Because uh, yours is a different level when you talk about. And, and I don't know your athletic history, but obviously Dale's is is. Yeah, I'm. I'm not. Uh, I never really played team sports and stuff like that. You know, I'm not. Think, I'm not uh, a super competitive. Uh, processing fear for me is different though because it's like if there's a fear involved like i at least want to try it right like i want to see where that bar is yeah you're chasing it yeah i want to see where i can push it to and then if i'm not scared of something that's when i get hurt right does that make sense like if i get loose and i'm like oh this is easy right then i'll get hurt but if i if i yeah if i get careless or if i trigger it in my mind like all right dale be scared of this right it's good, but you'll see me a lot of times. We'll be riding or something. We'll stop and I'll look at something, and everybody's like, "What are you looking at?" And I'll back up to go hit it, and they're like, "Dude, you even said it at one of the videos we were doing." You're like, "Dude, don't get hurt for this video. Like, oh, it's yeah. not worth yeah. it." It's like I was jumping sin. through those twin oaks, so yeah. you're like, "Dude, it's not worth it." I'm like, right. "No, but I now I want to." Right. You know, like turn the cameras off. I don't care. I'm gonna do it. Right. So. I think it's... But the camera stayed on. Of course the camera stayed on. I do everything for the gram, Drew. I <laughs> was like, well, the first days I met you, you were straight gram at it. Yeah. You look at it, and it's like, hey, man, he just brings his kids to film him, so he's doing stuff. He he hides behind the guys that his kids have their own YouTube channel. Yeah, that's perfect. <laughs> like, why is your kid's YouTube channel just you? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, it's a, it's a little creep. <laughs> I'm all over the gram. But... So I the fear thing is a legit. I mean, there's people that are afraid to just get on the bike, and I think that the other thing that's fearful is clipless pedals. I see so many people that are like, I'm scared to ride clipless pedals because I might fall over. Right, or you might fall over on flat pedals too. Just oh yeah, so I, listen, running. I go OTB and I'm flat pedaler. Right. I go all over the place. I feel like, and John, you ride clipless too, so you can attest to this. I feel like um, the benefits that you get from riding clipless pedals greatly outweigh the the risk. Of riding the clipless pedal. A lot, a lot of people say, I mean, downhillers riding clipped in. I mean, there's no free riders, maybe not, but a lot of the downhill racing, if you watch that, they're clipped in. I mean, that's. Yeah, because I I, if you're going that fast, you want to be attached to the bike. Right. And yeah. I can probably get off my clipless pedals faster than you can get off your flat pedals. 
Like it's just because yeah. I have to think about it. Yeah. Well, I don't anymore. It's not conscious. Right, right, right. But like you don't have to think about it. your foot's not attached. Right. So like consciously, it's just unclip, boom, done. Yeah. Like it's it's funny though to watch people that just start riding clipless pedals when they come to the parking lot. Like they're fine on the trail. They come to the parking lot and they're like a new horse that just was born. You know. Right. They, they go to put. They don't know when to put their foot down or when to take it off, and sometimes it's hard and it's awesome. But I think. That's a fear, though. Like, just getting in the clipless pedals is a fear. Right. And I think clipless pedals are like a progression of the sport. You know, the first year I raced, I was I made a t-shirt that said flat pedaler. And it looked like a globe, you know, like yeah. a flat earther. So I never wanted to go to clipless. I thought it was stupid. I thought it, if I went to clipless, my pants would get tighter and my shirt would get tighter and I'd be in spandex right. shortly Spandex. After. All spandex. 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 <laughs> and I didn't want to. Yeah. So once I did, though, I'll never go back. Like, it's... I feel more comfortable on the bike with them now. No, I, I get it. I, I just think it's uh, anything on the bike is fear is it, it, all of it's fear based. Oh, it's just sure. a level of fear that you're you're comfortable with, and some people are, are their comfort zone is chasing that fear. Like I was saying earlier, so like without I, fear though, everyone would do it. That's exactly right. And then it would be the, the trails would be full of everyone. But there are some cautionary moments yeah. to be a risk adverse human being for one second, and that is like. I do get a little nervous at times when when I see people just blind send trails. Like, that is fun as hell. That's my favorite thing to do, too. Yeah, yeah. But, like, kind of scout. Like, I'll at least know what I'm getting into a little bit. Because if – I say that. But I'm talking about full send down. Yeah. That can be a little sketch. And I've seen people do it at our property. The other side of this, too, is you don't know the conditions of the trail. No, that's the yeah. bigger scare. The bigger thing for me isn't the fear of, like, you crash your bike. Yeah, that's going to happen. You sent it. You know, mm-hmm. like – I mean, sometimes there's some real scary stuff, but in some cases, the storms and other conditions that could occur, and suddenly there's something down you don't see coming around that corner. You're talking about some legitimate yeah. awfulness. Yeah, and so yeah. I think it was funny this weekend. There was a trail called Wally World in Tallahassee, and it said, "Look before you leap." Is that what it said? Oh yeah, look sure before did. you leap. Yep. I just dropped in. There was a tabletop. I launched it. Hit this wooden wall about halfway on the wall. I was like, John, we look before we leap. Let's go back and do it again. Like, right. I'm halfway on the wall. We considered yelling. the first one the look. Yeah, the look was the first one. The second one was the launch. It was so. the same thing like at Bogchitto, like oh, like yeah. hitting that stuff. You go down at the first time and you're having fun. Yeah. Because that we're all chasing. We've talked about it on every episode we mentioned. We're all the chasing heroin, that dude. first ride, that heroin. Yep. But then when you do it the second, third time, that's when it kicks in. And that's when, for me, like, I'll hit the first one and I'll be like, man, that was great. I'm going to do it again. And then the fear starts coming to me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The first one, there's no fear because I don't know what the hell the conditions are that I'm going into. It's that second and third one. And then usually four or five, I'm pretty good. I'm getting more comfortable. I'm not careless, but on that, that verge. So is there any sort of, uh, do you guys have any tip? If you're giving anybody anything that not, not, they're not listening to this if they need to get back on the bike. Chances mm-hmm. are, right? They're, they're, they're listening to this because I beat the shit out of them this weekend. Told <laughs> them to listen probably, to Ride the Red That's probably right. Shout out to, Shout all, out to all of all Sorba the whole Sorba convention. convention. Shout out right now. You're I all love, involved. I love all of you. Yeah, straight up. If you missed the buffet Saturday night, you're, it's your fault. That's right. I sponsored it. <laughs> With somebody else's With money. somebody else's money. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we do things, though. It's resources. That's it, right. You're right. Do you guys have any kind of throw? Would you? Is there any kind of throw you would throw in there, like tip-wise? To get back on the bike? Yeah, or just to get your brain in the game. Because I, br- I separated my shoulders, so I had to get off that mental block. Yeah. How do you get past that mental block? Just ride. Right. I mean, that's all it was. It was like, I got. remember I told John, I was like, I'm going to ride my hardtail so I don't do anything stupid. Because I thought, if on this bike, it'll be limited to what I can and can't do. Yeah, that didn't last. It didn't last at all, did it? <laughs> it was like 40 miles of my hardtail in a one week, and I was like, 
Dude, I just took my brace off. I'm just going to go shred this stuff. <laughs> right. See what happens. All right. I went to the doctor to get released, and he was like, have you been riding? And, like, stared me right in the eyes. And I was like, yes. And he was like, well, just don't get hurt. You know, you're gonna your shoulder's going to be screwed if you do. And I'm like, well, it's already screwed, so what am I going to do? Right, right, right. So, yeah. I, I think this is a valid question, though. I just don't know that I have the right answer. I don't think anybody does. Think Nobody does. a good answer either. I think I think that that's kind of I didn't know I didn't know yours was that strong to like get that brace off and go. But I don't think there is an answer. I think that the true mental block, the overcoming the mental block, is that day you get on the bike, right? Right. And as soon as you get on the bike, it doesn't matter what you're doing. You could ride around your neighborhood on the sidewalks, sidewalk single track for safety. I love that. Right, I do too. But you, you might ride that first. But whatever it is, that's going to break that. I mean, I think it's the smallest little thing will break a mental block more than we're not talking about sending crazy. But I think that breaks it better than anything else will. Yeah. I think, like yeah, said, just get on, just get back just on, get, you just get just back pedal. on. And I think though, the hardest part is where, like, it's the same thing I go to to ride to like get over that fear that I go to when I'm in super amounts of pain yeah. while I'm riding. Right, like I go. I I call myself all kinds of names like out loud right. if I'm on a, during a race or if I'm trying to push Same further like I, I say it. words that yeah like I should probably go to church for just to right. get myself through it and I mean if I'm anybody not even heard, Catholic and I go confess after my yeah, yeah yeah if anybody heard me they'd be like what is he talking about right. but it's the same stuff I tell myself before well because I grew up with coaches that would tell me that stuff right so like. If I don't have a coach, who's the coach? I'm the coach. Right. Yeah. So maybe if I had a coach, I'd be better, but... I don't know. Just a way to just kind of approach it. Yeah. I mean, we can all say that we're... Each one of us is lucky because we have the ability to get back on the bike. And speaking of luck, let me just shamelessly plug oh, into... Huh? You like that segue? segue? That's just for that Shannon. Awesome. Man, we're uh, a segue. We're going to shout out to our sponsor this week, every week. Uh, lucky Shot Coffee and... You can hear it. I have a delicious bag of Lucky Shot coffee that I'm willing to send to someone. I don't care where you are, actually. We'll ship it at our own expense with you know a sweet potato sticker. Yeah, we'll send it. I'll have to vat this. I don't know how it's going to work when I use the vat or whatever you have to do to send crap to the UK. We love We're going to send this coffee. It is delicious coffee. This is the, the, most, the definition of hand-roasted coffee, right? Air small roasted. batch, right. air-roasted, but it's, air it's handmade, handcrafted, yep. small batch. There's... This bag, and there's probably six more, and then she'll have to make more. Point being, it's like, it's legit good coffee. You've heard me talk about it. We love it. So we're going to give some away. I have no idea. Oh, I don't know. What is your tip for fear? Like, to get over fear, should we do that? Like, what's the best mental block tip? And we'll pick one and yeah, read it on the air. Yeah. What is your, to win this coffee, and you'll get some, do we have any, we'll get some stickers by then, yeah? Yeah, we'll have stickers. We'll either have, we'll give you some stickers too. Like, you might get a craft show sticker, you'll get a Ride the Rebellion sticker, you might, you, you might get a, you pack. might get a Rocket Balls How about sticker. you get a sticker pack? Yeah, you get a sticker pack. There you go. There you go, Dale's smarter than me. You get a sticker pack, sell plus, stickers, <laughs> you sell a lot of stickers, plus you'll get this delicious bag of Lucky Shot coffee, that will happen. So, all you have to do is comment anywhere. Yeah. Facebook, I guess you could do it in a, and you could do it in review too, but... Anywhere you want, if you just give us a comment and basically tell us what well, your method is. Leave a voicemail. Or get if the voicemail the works, I don't know if it works. I tried it once. It didn't work. Oh, it didn't? But the link worked for me. Did you leave one? No, I'm not leaving one. You could listen to myself talk. Yes. Yeah, you do it all the time. True. Actually, and everybody that was there this weekend did too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so that's, that's our prize for this week. You can get your hands on this episode. You can get your hands on a delicious bag of Lucky Shot coffee plus a custom sticker pack that has some like super awesome stuff. They might even get a Duche sticker. 
Ooh, that's deep. some underground yeah, stuff. Underground. So we might throw that all together and give it to you guys. Um, is there anything else we need to talk about? No, just ride. Yeah, just ride. I think, lastly, a thing that can overcome fear is ride with other people that that's are very fearless. True. Right. Because people will lead you to do things that you would never do by yourself. That's yeah. true. Get towed. Yeah. yeah. Get towed. Hey, the last thing I do want to talk about, remember how I told my wife, my wife would only listen to half a podcast by herself? Yeah. Well, this week, I told her today that I had her hostage. That's like, pretty great. It's hostage, but she couldn't go anywhere. She listened to the whole podcast? No. She listened to all. She's caught up. Oh. We drove to Fairhope. She's like, made her listen to all of them. And I said, all right, so my wife is, she's a straight shooter when it comes to how much she hates everything I do. Right. John knows, you know. Yeah. She doesn't hold back. She doesn't hold back. Yeah. We do a we do a Sunday morning drink-a-thon after we run. Right. It's called Holla at the Dollar. Shout out Aaron and run and try. But soon to be a sponsor. Soon to be. Yes. For some reason. Aaron, just get on. She just wants to come on. Yeah. We should just bring him on for no Aaron, how do we run better on our bikes? <laughs> <laughs> Actually, speaking of that, side another sidebar. We're sidebarred on sidebars right now. Yeah, that's fine. I let Aaron it's like borrow, a mini bar. I let Aaron borrow my hardtail for a duathlon we did last year. Yeah. And he beat me no on my joke. own bike. And he doesn't ride bikes. Snap. That was dirty. Maybe there's something to that running thing after. Actually, all. why are we friends, Aaron? <laughs> anyway. Uh so we do a thing on Sunday mornings, we'll run with Aaron and the crew, and then we'll go back to my porch and John and I will drink and just play music and try to guess what song it is. And we can't buy beer till what? Noon. Noon? Yep. At like four we realize, oh wow, we can go buy beer already. Right. After we've drank everything I have. Right. <laughs> so my wife hates us for that. Right. But so she gave me in we're all the way back. So she gave me an honest review of the podcast, and she said, look, I don't like mountain biking. It's kind of stupid. Actually, really stupid. But it, the podcast is like not something that I would turn off, because I'm excited to hear what you guys are going to say next. Right. Like, I never know what you're going to say. And I was right. like, well, I also think you, you're trying to get ammo, so you're waiting for me to say something that you could ground me for. Yeah, yeah, of course. Which that's probably always a tease. And her liking it tees up when she comes to you be like, oh, by the way, I just spent, you know, whatever on some Pinterest items. Yeah. Well, <laughs> technically it's her money. I don't work, so. <laughs> Never mind. Dale holds no cards. Welcome to the podcast where Dale holds zero cards. I'm a professional disher. It's the zero drop, zero card holding podcast. <laughs> I do the dishes and fold laundry like a mofo. Yeah, that's fine. I got the KOMs of all of it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god alright on that note make sure your KLOMs with your wife are up to par share or your us. partner like us oh vote for us on the nappies oh yeah you say that yeah while this is still relevant we only have a couple of days yeah uh, vote for us right on the there. nappies uh, you can vote for me too but vote for <laughs> best podcast best it's local podcast best local podcast ride the rebellion it's on the nappies vote for us hey even if you're not in the state we would love your help just go to votenappies.com and then look under I think it's under media um, look for or social one of the two but look for the best local podcast and if you're bored and you want to fancy a vote for me I'll take one as best local filmmaker whatever that means I don't know but I use it to get more work which if you means- can find it in there best local homemaker that would be me <laughs> oh my god alright John Mackey thank you for joining us for the show we thank appreciate you. it first official guest with like a I, and we got to top his stories now cause he's no we can't picture. we can't yeah. that was awesome that was good anything else No, we're good. I'm going to hit the button. Let's ride. Okay, button. Bye.